Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on um, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, and Talk to You. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my team partner, my best friend, the best of the business, the Nugster Greg. What's up, Greg? Every weekend. <laughs> oh, that's every weekend? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's all right. That's all right. We're we're even having all kinds of technical issues today. So yes, we have. So yeah. So uh, we're gonna get. We'll uh, we'll be talking some Friday Night SmackDown. Talk about what's gonna be happening on Monday Night Raw. Talk about the uh, premium live event that's only two weeks away. A little less than two weeks away. Yep. Two so, weeks from two weeks from yesterday, I believe. Yep. Yep. Two weeks from yesterday. So, uh, what was your take on Friday Night SmackDown? What did you think about it? Another disappointing SmackDown, in my opinion. And I, I, I wasn't the only one. They only had one point, I think it was 1.86 million viewers. Um, and that's the first regular <clears throat> Friday Night Live SmackDown. <clears throat> Excuse me, got a little froggy in my throat. Um, not one that was an FS1 or not any holiday weekend. Um, that's the first time they've been low 2 million, not 2 million viewers since SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown, SmackDown Live, whatever you call it, went to, um, Fox. Yeah, didn't they have a low rating last week too, or was that Monday Night Raw that had it? That was Monday Night Raw. That's what I thought. Okay. But, I mean, once again, ratings, in my opinion... The viewership, like, the viewership that we'll see for Raw tonight is based on what people liked about it last week. So I kind of think that'll be the same for, that That was the same for SmackDown. The SmackDown after WrestleMania was piss poor. So I think that's why the viewership, I mean, some say the, NA, the NBA playoffs, uh, whatever, it's the first round. If you can't draw two million fans against the first round of the NBA, then you've yeah. got issues. So, yeah, championship game I can understand, but you know the first round. That's, right, that's even different. even maybe the conference finals or, or something, yeah, you know, or something. Right. You know, maybe the Northeast if it was the the Sixers and the Nets. You know, then maybe the Northeast quote unquote gets affected by it, but not, not the first round when you. I mean, you got I don't know. Memphis playing New Orleans. Uh, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yep. I read uh, I read somewhere from Sports Skeeta that they said uh, with Oscar's return being imminent very, very soon, they said don't be surprised if she makes an appearance on Monday Night Raw tonight and confronts Becky Lynch. Well, I thought we were talking about SmackDown first, and then we were going to get I, to Monday Night Raw. But no, that, no, that just popped into my head. But, oh. Um, oh, okay. We'll definitely talk more about that, you know, what you think about that, and is it the possibility and everything when we discuss a little bit of Monday Night Raw. But, um, yeah, I thought SmackDown was not too good. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, bad or piss poor or anything like that. I mean, I thought it was almost equivalent to last week, but I just don't know. I just can't figure it out. I mean, when we were, early on when we were doing the shows, earlier on, it was, you know... SmackDown was kicking Raw's ass. Yeah, well, I I can... I, in my opinion, I think there's 
something that was missing from both nights, and that was Roman Reigns. Yeah, he was you know, he was in the locker room this past Monday with Paul Heyman, but he didn't come out to the ring. He didn't acknowledge. He didn't acknowledge him. He didn't have a match. Um, maybe part of it was how disappointing people thought the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match was, and you know so. That's that's possible as well. <laughs> so, but I mean, even though he was there, you know, people that were tuning in didn't know he was he was there. So, well, they, you know, really no, no, they when in. they show back backstage segments, they show it on the Titantron there, so people can see it. They don't do that just yeah. for TV. They they do that right. in the arena too. Okay, I'm gonna give this back to. Uh... Hold on. I'm getting us back to uh, the talk show segment here. What do you mean, back to the talk show segment? Well, it froze up on me. Oh, so. Here we go. All right. It's back up now. Yeah, so, uh, I I don't know, man. I mean, we'll go over the matches, but there's a match I definitely want to definitely want to talk about when we get, when we go over the matches and Okay. It's gonna be. Uh, it's definitely gonna be a, a. To me, I think it's gonna be a real good topic of conversation, and it has to go. It has to go by what you were uh, saying in um, previous shows. So, but I mean, if you wanna get to get get going on the matches, I'll uh, graciously allow you to go first. Okay. Well, the first thing they had was the contract signing. Um, with Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey for their I Quit match at WrestleMania Backlash. Um, I beat you at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's what it was. You know, she claimed that she was fixing her bra again. Um, she kept saying that she was, you know, she was. She actually did the what to the audience a couple times. If I were able to do a split grade for the promo, I'd say Charlotte's promo was a B, as in boy. And then, unfortunately, microphone had to go to Ronda Rousey, and it is just proving more and more every time that she's not cut out to be a top face or heel in the dub. Maybe a heel would be better because you don't have to talk as much as a heel. You can. Right. You know, there are people that pull it off rather well. I mean, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Charlotte, Becky. But I don't know. She just, just is horrible. Who's I a mean, Yeah. I mean, and I, I give her promo a D minus. So overall, I have to give the segment a C as in cat. Okay, uh, I agree with, with you on the Charlotte segment. Uh, Charlotte's promo was, I believe, was spot on. You know, she comes on talking about things, wants to get right to the point. I beat your WrestleMania. You know, that's all she kept saying. She didn't want to hear anything from Ronda. Um, you know, this thing with fixing her bra. Okay, that's kind of old right now. We all saw that she did tap, but. Um, Hey, but if a bear shits in the woods and nobody's there to smell it, did he really shit in the woods? Yeah, true. 
know, then the referee didn't see it, so she didn't tap out. And then Ronda made a good point where, you know, the referee's not going to be there to save you. You know, yada, yada, yada. I definitely gave um, Charlotte's promo, like you said, I agree with you on the B, but I gave, I gave Ronda's promo an F. Okay. So, overall, I gave it a C-. minus. Yeah, and, and I mean, two things. One, um, with Ronda saying, yeah, you know what? You know what can happen? If the referee gets knocked out again, there's nobody to hear anybody say, I quit. Yeah. And and you can't, I, I mean, so, you know, technically, you know, the referee can still save her. Um, and, and I forgot the quote that, that Ronda Rousey had, um, but it was, you will be spared no humiliation when you say, I quit. What the fuck does that mean? You will be spared no humiliation when you... That's just a perfect example of Ronda Rousey not having a clue as to what she's fucking doing with the mic. Right. Because that made absolutely no sense. Right. Then the next match they had was Xavier Woods versus Butch. What the... I'm getting to enjoy enjoy this segment that they're having with Xavier Woods and Butch. I mean, Xavier Woods has gotten the W the last two times they faced, both by pinfall. And then, you know, Butch is just a loose cannon. So I'm somewhere along the line, I think we're going to see Butch score off against either Sheamus or Rich Holland because he just goes nuts with those two guys. And then taking off, walking into the arena, among the crowd and everything. You know, with the way he acts and behaves and everything, that can be kind of dangerous. You know, he's, we all know him from NXT Pete Dunne. But he never acted like that when he was in NXT. And I know now that he's on the main roster, he's got to have like a a different character change and everything. But um, I I thought it was a decent match. Um, I've, I've enjoyed the, the other two matches that they've had against the, uh, against each other. So, I gave it a C plus. Okay. Um, that's the exact same grade that I would have given it. Um, the and, and the follow-up that WWE has done, like on Twitter and social media, you know, where in the world is Butch, you know, kind of a rip-off of where in the world is Carmen Sandiego or where's Waldo or whatever. Um him storming out and, you know, playing the, the quote-unquote spoiled brat, um, where if he doesn't get his way, he's just going to walk away. Um, eh, not liking that part of his character. I'm, I'm hoping that he does a, a turn and feuds with either Sheamus or Rich Holland um, and goes back to his bruiserweight-type persona. Um, but, yeah, once again, I gave the exact same grade as plus. Um, then we had, um, a match with Gunter, um, against somebody by the name of Teddy Goods, spelled with a Z. Yep. I I mean, there's really nothing to say. I mean, he destroyed the no-name performance enhancement or enhancement talent, whatever you want to call him. Um, Jobber. I mean, it just... 
the only thing that, that I can say is we see people do the slap chop on the chest. How this man does it and makes it sound so much louder than others that do it is what amazes me. Um, but, I mean, for what it was, I, I mean, I can't give it a horrible grade. I can't give it a good grade. So I'm just going to give it a C as in cat. Okay. I've seen Teddy Goods on the indie circuit a couple times. That's why when I saw him, it's like, wow, well, I, I remember seeing that guy. But yeah, I mean, Gunther is just, uh, he's just running roughshod over the competition right now. Granted, he hasn't faced anybody yet, but, you know, I go along with you with those chops because he makes them sound uh, real loud. I don't know if it's cause it's, maybe because his hand is bigger. Yeah. I don't know. Very possible. Now, um, Ludwig... Can't remember his last name. Borgen. Who? Borgen. Like the word Morgan, just B as in boy. Okay, I wonder if we're going to see him in the ring eventually, or is he just going to become a mouthpiece for Gunther? Because I think Gunther is doing a pretty good job right now, one-on-one. I gave the match a C. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe eventually we're going to have to see something from him. Why would you bring... An experienced, an experienced, established wrestler from NXT up to the main roster to never use him. Oh, wait a minute. That's what they do a lot with people from NXT. But I would think that eventually he would get in the ring. Um, then we had Riddle versus Jey Uso. What would you think? This was the match I was talking about when we first came on. Um... Once again, another tremendous match between the two of them. Once again, Riddle, one half of RK Bro, got the best of the Usos, which really makes me think I wouldn't be surprised if RK Bro became undisputed tag champs. But, but then I thought about what you Jesus. were saying. Oh, did you have an earthquake? There you go. But then I thought about what you were saying. That when you lose on TV, you win on the pay-per-views, and Lusos have been losing. So, but I was I was very entertained by this match. I mean, Matt Riddle, I, I still call him Matt Riddle, but Riddle, um, he's he's shown an awful lot in the last six or six or eight months, where he he doesn't seem to be joking around nearly as much. Only during the promos, when they're backstage with him and Randy are backstage or something. I, I gave the match a B minus. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought it was a fantastic match. Um, I mean, there were definitely, obviously, there were points where either either man could have won. Um, Orton getting involved outside. Um, his mannerisms outside of his astonishment of what Riddle was doing. And Riddle just seems to be getting a little bit better and better each week. Um I'd like, I mean, not that he's he's in phenomenal, outstanding shape. Probably has 2% body fat. I'd like to see him try and bulk up a little more. Get some Joe Weider's weight gainer and you try and get a little bit more, you know, muscle mass. Because um, then I think he could be a dominating type champion at some point in his career. 
Um, but I, I gave it an A minus. I gave this match an A minus. I loved everything about it—the beginning, the middle, and the ending. Okay. Um. Then there was the there was an interview with Kayla Braxton interviewing um, Sasha and Naomi. Um. Yeah, basically. Um, and it was even double yawns when Naomi tried talking. Um, and then... Natalia um, and Shayna Baszler came down to the ring. I mean, I guess the only other, realistically, the only other women's tag team in, you know, the, all of WWE. Um, talking trash and... Okay, I guess that'll be the next tag team to take on the champions. Waste of time, useless, stupid. They didn't need to bring all them out to the ring. They could have done something backstage real quick. <sighs> A D minus. Yep. And that's I, very generous. Right. And I mean, first of all, I was sitting there watching when they came out. And I was like, oh my gosh, and Natalia's busting out of her outfit. Yeah. And then they gave Shayna the microphone, and it's like, well, okay, you know, listen to Shane, listen to Shayna talk, okay. Um, but yeah, I wasn't impressed at all. I could have done without it. That was like five or seven minutes of my life. I'll never get back. So I gave it a D minus. Okay. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the match between the two of them will be pretty, pretty good. I mean, I don't think it's going to be great or you know catch my attention all the time. I just think it'll be. Pretty good as far as action goes, but I don't. Uh, I just don't see them having. I mean, I see WWE probably putting them in a series of matches before they have a definitive winner. Well, they don't have anybody else for the women's tag team title, yeah. so I mean, True. unless they throw together two more women <laughs> like they've done in the past. Come on, they don't throw. They don't just throw together any two women. Come on. <laughs> Um, then there was a little, um, I don't know, you want to call it a backstage conversation, that's it, perfect word, between Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin, which preluded the match of Madcap Moss versus Angel. Um, you're up. Something else I could have done without the interview. Um, we know that they're probably going to go, I, I think they're going to go at it at WrestleMania Backlash. Um, that's probably, in my opinion, with me, that's probably going to be my bathroom match. I don't think there's going to be much to that match. Um, but going into the Madcap Moss Angel Garza match, playing off the interview, um, I didn't really know what to, what to make of that match. It was just something that, you know. Madcap Moss, I believe, Madcap Moss has always had the talent. I mean, he's a big guy. You know, he does have some wrestling ability, some wrestling skills. He's not that great on the mic. And this match with uh, Angel Garza, I mean, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really impressed with it. I gave it a D. Yeah, I mean, the match was, eh, okay. Um, a low okay. <laughs> um, and I mean, Madcap Moss making the crack about Baron Corbin's hair. Um, 
you know, and then having the match with Angel, uh, you know, and him definitively turning down, re-becoming um, Happy Corbin's sidekick, uh, really, really finally puts an end to their relationship, and in my opinion, obviously, fully changes Madcap Moss to a face. Well, yep. now it's now it's time to give him a new look and uh, get rid of the fucking stupid shirts with the suspenders. Just get rid of it. Um, get him just a regular wrestling trunks or, or whatever. Um, yep. Just just get rid of that. That that gimmick's done now. Um, yep. The match with Angel once again. I am just confused as to what they're doing with Los Lotharios. They were being pushed as what seemed as to be a relevant, substantial tag team. And now they have them losing matches to Madcap Moss in singles competition? I, I gave it a C-. minus. I really thought that uh, Umberto and Angel Garza were going to be serious challengers for the tag titles. Yeah. And now all of a sudden... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they gave they gave him this this kiss cam segment before it. Um, oh, and another part with you know with uh, Baron Corbin coming down attacking Madcap Moss and then stealing the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy. Um, and and it's funny because you see how big that thing is and how with ease he picked it up and carried it. It, it just makes it look even more fake and and dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I forgot to, forgot to throw that part into it. Okay. Um, there was a little backstage segment, um, after, um, Lucius had lost. I did, just skipped right over to my little recap thing here. Um, where Roman Reigns, um, actually even before that, there was... Um, God damn it! Who was the interview again? Oh, I'm trying to remember who the interview was with. Where Drew McIntyre walked up, um, and kind of said, "Yeah, you know, Roman Reigns is nothing." Blah blah blah. I I don't remember that part. But Sami Zayn heard, went into the locker room, told Roman Reigns about it. How Drew McIntyre was making fun of his bloodline. That yeah. was with the Orton and Riddle. Oh, okay. That's right. That's right. Um. And then, it, you know, towards, you know, later in the show, Roman Reigns comment to the Usos um, about how they were disrespecting his name and told the Usos to basically take care of it during the Lumberjack match. That's all we got from Roman Reigns this week was locker room interaction. Um, I, I don't even know if it's worth... Giving a grade, but it's just something that I hadn't mentioned as of yet. Um, and the Lumberjack match is the next match we're going to talk about. So, right. I mean, what were your thoughts on the the series of events that we saw? The three quote unquote promos that were really all one. Well, I thought the, I thought the the interaction with Roman Reigns and with. Um, Drew McIntyre and Riddle and Randy Orton. I thought it was pretty good because Randy Orton's had some issues with Drew McIntyre in the past. Yeah. And, you know, Riddle's trying to play peacemaker. And then when you see Sami Zayn peeking out from the back, 
And then he goes into the locker room. I thought it was funny that he went in the locker room. Roman, I acknowledge yeah. you. He wanted, yeah, yeah. He wanted during the handicap match. And, and I, wanted I, Roman I Reigns to help him. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was uh, quite hilarious. I mean, I, I chuckled a little bit at that. And then getting into the um, Lumberjack match, they don't have Lumberjack matches like they used to anymore. I mean, yeah, you got Lumberjack. I mean... Early on in the 80s and 90s, when you had lumberjack matches, you had the entire ring outside was just full of wrestlers. I mean, you couldn't even move where you'd run into a wrestler. Now, if you got 10 or 15 or 20 out there, you're lucky. And um, they, they spent more time brawling with themselves outside than they did yeah. you know, with anything else. And that, that, that gave Sami Zayn another chance to take off and... You know, then um, Adam Pearce comes out and says that next week he's going to face Drew McIntyre in a steel cage match, and, which is probably going to be disastrous for Sami Zayn. But yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Sami Zayn's not a bum, but no, he's no Drew but, McIntyre. Right. So I, I gave that, that segment uh, just to see. That was it. Okay. Um I'm going to give it a little bit better of a grade only because I told you that Sami Zayn was still going to be able to escape even though it was a lumberjack match. So I'll give it I'll give it a C plus just to give myself my own little bonus. Um, right. The little bit of action that we got in the ring was, you know, just normal. Um, the Usos coming down and super kicking Orton and Riddle, who were ringside, um, you know, you kind of... Understood that that was going to happen. Um, the steel cage for next week. Okay. You know, that, that once again. I mean, I guarantee, what just like you'll see, as soon as the bell rings, what's Sami Zayn going to do? He's going to run straight for the cage to try and climb out immediately. You, you know, it'll be yeah. something like that. Um, there'll be a little bit of humor, but they'll, it, it'll be a decent match. Um, so yeah, like I said, I gave it, I gave it a C plus. Okay. So overall, I mean, it was just an average SmackDown. I mean, there weren't really, really many highs at all, um, except for the one match. There weren't many really, really lows except for a dumb promo or so. Um, so it's just an average SmackDown of a high C to a low C plus. Yep. I agree. SmackDown does too many backstage promos. Well, I think they, I think every show does now. Every every WWE show does because it's not. It, it's wrestling entertainment, and they feel that the backstage stuff they do in the interviews is entertaining. Wow! Well, I'm glad they feel that way. Uh, but, I mean, I, I I find some of it entertaining. It right? They 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 time. use it to try and further stories and and dialect. Without having to have, excuse me, wrestling matches to do it. Yep. Um, yeah, before we get into speaking about, you know, tonight's Monday Night Raw and uh, um, WrestleMania Backlash, I guess uh, they had a house show this past weekend, and our truth came out with an, open, with an open challenge, and Veer answered the open challenge, so that must have been kind of funny. Yeah. And then Roman Reigns went against Drew McIntyre and beat him. So 
But that would have been a, I think that would have been a good match to see if you were there. But, uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I gave it, I definitely gave it like a, a C. A number grade, I'd say probably between 72 and 75. Oh, okay. For a number grade. Okay. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully I can get up to the 80s tonight for Raw. No, it's very, very, very high expectations. Okay. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, we've got, uh, all right, let's talk, uh, let's talk WrestleMania Backlash. Okay, no Nuggies uh, news today then, right? No, okay, we can do that right now. No, it's all right, we go on to Backlash, that's fine. I don't want to do Nuggies. Into, I was going to go into a little WrestleMania no. backlash, then no. Nuggies news, and then... No, nope, that's fine. We'll, we'll go to backlash. Go ahead. Well, what do you want to talk about? You said you want to talk about WrestleMania backlash. What do you want to talk about? The card. I mean, has there been any more developments, any more matches added, any... Special. I haven't heard anything yet anymore. Uh, well, there's five matches now. They did add a fifth match. They added Happy Corbin versus Mad Cat Moss. Okay, so that's a definite. Yep. So and then the other matches, now. the other matches are AJ Styles and Edge. Okay. Um, Cody Rhodes versus Seth freaking Rollins. Then the unification bout of the tag team titles between the Usos and RK Bro. And then obviously the I Quit match between Charlotte and Ronda. Okay. Well, with those matches right now, if they play them up pretty good, it could be uh, could be interesting to, to, to see. Yeah, especially I'm looking, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to AJ, the AJ Styles Edge match. No. No? No. No, it'll be the same match as it was last time. I mean, I'm sorry. Edge is past his prime. Can he tell a good story in the ring and outside of the ring? 100% absolutely yes. He just... He's, in my opinion, he's lost it in the ring. He's just not the same wrestler as he was. I don't find anything exciting about seeing him wrestle. The last match that I saw him wrestle that I was impressed was his Hell in a Cell against Seth Rollins. Any other match I've seen after that, it's been slower, more more choreographed, more, um, uh, what the hell's the word I'm looking for? You know, the opponent, you knew what was coming. Yes, it just, I think he'd be better off leading, quote-unquote, the type of wrestler that Damian Priest is. Throw a Rhea Ripley in there. Throw a Tommaso Champ in there. Somebody, you know, the younger wrestlers that maybe necessarily aren't the greatest on the mic and need, you know, a mouthpiece that can occasionally mix it up. But I'm not, I mean, if that match gives me a C for a letter grade, I'll be impressed. Okay. Okay, yeah, because he's definitely not the edge of five, six years ago, that's for sure. Right. And and some wrestlers, when they get to that point, it's understandable, and they book them that way. The Miz, 
great on the mic, great heel, but he's not what he once was in the ring. But they put him in a match against Bad Bunny last year's WrestleMania. You know what I mean? They, they, they you know, they put him in matches that he can sell to put others over. I don't see Edge being somebody that would put over AJ Styles, and AJ Styles doesn't need to be put over. Right. Right. I, I totally agree. So, I mean, as it stands right now, I think the best match, looking looking forward to the, to the WrestleMania backlash, I really think right now the best match on the card for me right now is Cody and Seth. I'm looking more forward to the tag team match. It's like 1 and 1A for me. You know, like on an excitement level of like 9.1 to 9 between the two okay. matches. But a little slightly more excited for RK Bro and the Usos. So, so you're looking at like RK Bro and then Cody? No, we're talking like... Uh, something <laughs> like, like this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. And only right. because it's Seth Rollins. I mean, if it was Cody against anybody else, uh, you drop it way yeah. down, but... We, we, we give Seth Rollins' matches A's against broomsticks. That's that's the talent, and that's how good he is. Yep. I mean, unfortunately, I never got a chance to see him when he wrestled in OBW as Tyler Black, but we're looking for, I'm definitely looking forward to that show. Yeah. So... So far, we just have to see what else they add, because obviously, they're not going to do a pay-per-view with just five matches. Right. I mean, I think they're probably going to put maybe three more. Yeah, about there. Yeah. Go with eight. Maybe a pre-show match, like you said before in the past. They haven't had had any pre-show matches. I don't think they've had a pre-show match on the pay-per-view in 2022. No, they haven't. I have not. I mean, I, I know you mentioned it before, and I think I said, yeah, he's, he's right. They have it. So, and which makes the the um, the pre-show a, a little bit more better, I think, because yeah, it gives them more time to analyze matches and everything else. Plus, the pre-show matches really suck anyway, so. <laughs> but, yeah, so before we get to Monday Night Raw, let's do some Lucky's News. Okay. So, Greg, take it away, please. All right. Well, this past weekend, they had what they called two Saturday night main events. One was basically a SmackDown show. One was basically a Raw show. Um, The one that was basically SmackDown, um, the card's results went as such. Um, Gunther defeated Mansoor, so they didn't have to bring in the popcorn vendor. Um... (laughs) The Usos defeated the Viking Raiders in a tag team championship match. Kofi Kingston defeated Sheamus. Charlotte Flair successfully defeated Aaliyah. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Sami Zayn. Um, Sasha and Naomi defeated Shayna and Natalya. And then, as you said, Roman Reigns defeated Drew McIntyre. Um, it is, it is wildly being, um, suspected, and I've seen it on several sites, um, several comments from people we'll call quote-unquote experts, 
because um, one of them was also Dave Meltzer, <laughs> um, that it's a likelihood that we're going to see Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre added to WrestleMania Backlash as the main event. Um, and just by showing matches like this, the little um, locker room thing from Sami Zayn, telling him about what Drew McIntyre said, you don't disrespect his name. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to see how that plays forward. I definitely think that it, at this point, that they're lining up for Drew McIntyre to be the next right. Roman Reigns contender. So, so Roman Reigns Shinsuke is not carved in stone. No, I don't think. I don't think that was my thought. Because um, okay. they, at that point, they had nobody that right. they were angling towards him. And I think they'll do better with Roman and Drew McIntyre than they would with Roman and Shinsuke. Yes. Um, then they had the quote-unquote Raw one, which was in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, Veer Mahan, as you said, defeated R-Truth. Austin Theory successfully defended against Finn Balor. The KO Show with their special guest Ezekiel. Cody Rhodes defeated Seth Rollins. The Street Profits defeated Alpha Academy. Bobby Lashley defeated Omos by DQ after Omos used a chair. Why would Omos need to use a chair against Bobby Lashley? I know. Yeah. And then the main event of the night saw Bianca Belair successfully defend her title um, by defeating, um, in a triple threat match, by defeating Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. And um, I'll give you one guess as to which one took the, the loss. Live? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So when you look at the two cards, one was in Reading, Pennsylvania, one was in Montgomery, Alabama. If you were able to have been at either one of the two, which one would you have rather have been at? Raw. Okay. Because because I've seen enough Saturday night's main events to know that the SmackDown show was definitely match you would put on a Saturday night's main event. You know, no, I mean, some top stars, some mid-level stars going against each other. But Monday Night Raw, I think I think it probably was a lot more exciting watching the, the Monday Night Raw Saturday night's main event than it would have been for SmackDown. I mean, for me, it would have been. Okay, I agree. I agree. I think the matches on the Raw show are more appealing than the matches on the, on the SmackDown show. Right. But when you look at the ratings for each show, SmackDown destroys Raw every week. I just find it ironic that that's the case. That on paper you can get put together better matches on Raw, but more viewers turn into SmackDown. Now the viewership that you talk about yeah. That's only TV viewers, right? Not the people that are in the arena. Yeah. Those are people that tune in on TV. Yeah. Okay. All right, because you've got like 1.6 million people tuning into SmackDown. That's a lot of TVs being turned on by 1.6 million people. Well, SmackDown was 1.86. Monday Night Raw was 1.6. Okay. So... 
Yeah, definitely Monday Night Raw was a more appealing show. Um, and let's briefly um, touch on, and it'll so lead into something you had brought up. Um, WWE is hyping that Becky Lynch makes a return to Monday Night Raw tonight. Um, I had pulled up an article that said, you know, things to expect with, with Becky Lynch's return. Um, one was she would interject herself into the Ronda Rousey, Sonya Deville match. Um, but the other was, um, what? Ronda Rousey, Sonya Deville. I mean, sorry, Bianca Belair, Sonya Deville. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. I thought um, I something there. <laughs> no, they fought before, so that's what I was thinking. But no, Bianca Belair, Sonya Deville, which is also tonight on Monday Night Raw, um, that she would intervene in that and, you know, somehow, blah, 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 whatever, turns into a maybe a triple threat match at WrestleMania Backlash, whatever. Um, right. There were a couple other stupid things. Um, um, one even said that she's going to announced that she's pregnant again, and I'm, okay, shut the fuck up, um, but one was that she would be, um, looking for a new challenger, and, uh, in a separate article, I also did read that there is a possibility that her next feud will be against Asuka, um, and they said, you know, hey, why not a better night than tonight when Becky makes her return to ask her to come out and confront her? Um, yep. What do you, I mean, what do you, what do you think of this? I, I mean, Bianca Belair wins the title from Becky. Becky never gets a chance to re for a rematch and they've got a new challenger for the title. And then Becky back into a, a feud with somebody that she hasn't seen in two and a half years. Well, my take on that is, getting back to what you said about possibly Becky interjecting herself in the match tonight, um, I think somewhere along the line, if she interjects herself in that match tonight, somewhere along the line we'll see Asuka. And she'll go after Becky Lynch. And then after that, Becky Lynch will be like, well, you know, I want Asuka, blah, blah, blah. She'll totally forget all about Bianca Belair for a month or so. Focus on Asuka. And, I mean, I, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns out to be a triple threat match with um, Becky. But I don't see it happening. I just think that with Asuka ready to make her return, I'm hoping it's tonight because it's been a while since we've seen her. And I think her and Becky would make a good program. Especially, okay. you know, after Becky giving her the title, after she announced that she was leaving and everything else, I think that would be, I think it, it, that would start off to be a great program. Okay. Um, and I also did read that not only is there speculation that Asuka may be returning as soon as tonight, but that WWE may have smoothed things over with Mustafa Ali. And he may be making a return to Monday Night Raw and possibly getting into a campaign as the mouthpiece slash confidant 
of one Veer Mahan. What do you think about that pairing? That would be interesting because Mustafa Ali is not bad on the mic. And you really can't understand what Veer Mahan is saying. No, like you can't. Said, not like at you all. Got somebody like Veer Mahan, just let him stand out there, look tough, look mean, and let your mouthpiece do the talking for you. So I think that would be an interesting pairing. I think it would be a good pairing. I think it would be good for the both of them. Okay. And then one other thing um, with the with uh, Monday Night Raw tonight. Um, being in Nashville, Tennessee, um, we all know the mayor of Nashville, um, one Glenn Jacobs, from, formerly known as Kane, um, they said don't be surprised if there is a at least a Glenn Jacobs appearance, if not Kane himself. And that's Nuggies News. Okay, great. Okay, I thought Kane was the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. Could be Nashville. I could be wrong. Um, oh no, it's in, it is in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, at the uh, Thompson Boiling Arena in Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Nashville. There are two Vils in Tennessee. Yeah. Let me get your opinion on something. I read somewhere from Sports Kita that there's a new mouthpiece in WWE in LA Knight, but you had told me this before. Yep. But Sports Kita went into. A detail as a new member was joining with L.A. Knight, and it's a wrestler turned heel, Mansoor. Uh, did you hear anything about that? And if you did, what do you I, think? I, I mean, I read it. I also read the same thing that Mace's name was changed to Face. So that that's exactly why I haven't said anything about it yet. Just because, oh. you know. Okay. I, I mean, I kind of want to make... I mean, I know it's been a couple dark matches or dark segments that, that it's happened. Um, it hasn't even made it to, you know, ma main event or anything like that. Um, they've just been dark matches. So, obviously, it's something that they're testing out. I don't... I don't know. I don't see... I don't see the correlation... With Mansoor and Mace. I mean, what's right. the comparison? What's. Do you think Mansoor would be better off with uh, Ali and Veer? No, no, they've already done. They've already done the Ali Mansoor thing. They don't. They don't work well together. I just don't understand the reason they they want to introduce La Knight as. Uh, like, uh, they didn't even they didn't even say it was a manager. It was like a sports management consultant or whatever the hell it is. Right. Why? Why introduce just because he's good on the mic, but you don't have anything for him in NXT, so you're gonna pair him up with some useless nobodies on the main roster to be a voice for them. He's good on the mic, but he's also good in the ring. Yeah, but that's what that's what. I mean, as much as we don't like him, that's what a Bob Stone does. A guy that's older, past his prime, can't really wrestle that well, but still wants to try and be in the business. You don't... Yep. I totally agree. So, 
And once again, another great job at Nuggies News. Um, yeah, so we got so tonight we got Sonya Deville against Bianca Belair. That is for the Raw Women's Title. Yes. Okay, I I see I see a Bianca Belair victory tonight. No way, um, upset. You think so? Oh, upset, guaranteed. No. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, Bianca Belair is not losing to Sonya Deville. In her hometown. Right. Remember, she is also from Tennessee. Um, yep. So she's not going to lose to Sonya Deville in her hometown. Right. Um, and then, like I said, got the Usos tonight. Uh, RK Bro, was it? No. No? I thought that, no. Oh, no, that was last week. That's right. Yeah. They do have a, um, well, they have a 20th anniversary celebration of Randy Orton, which... I think the Usos will get involved with. Um, and then they're also advertising, and hold on, Mike, just be careful. I don't want your overexcited joy for this to, to flip you over. An arm wrestling contest between Bobby Lashley and Omos. I didn't hear that. Yep. You know, and then Becky Lynch makes her return to Monday Night Raw right. for the first time since WrestleMania 38. Yep, and we all know every time they have uh, an arm wrestling match on Raw or SmackDown, it always goes bad. Yep. So. And then the, the local arenas um, advertising a SmackDown dark match with the New Day versus Rich Holland and Sheamus. That's one of those matches, whether it's a dark match or it's seen on SmackDown on Fox, that is going to get played out. You know, it's... Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just said at the beginning of the show that you liked the, the campaign with Xavier Woods and Butch. Right. So how is a tag team match with the two guys affiliated with Butch and the New Day... Overplayed. Because Isn't it one in the same? Have, I think they have the, t- the tag team match more than they've had Butch versus Xavier Woods. They've only had Butch versus Xavier Woods, what, twice? Yeah, and they didn't have that many tag team matches. Xavier Woods was out for months and months oh, and months right. and months. I thought they'd have more tag team matches. No, them. I mean, they, they had singles matches. Xavier Woods against Rich Holland, Xavier Woods against Sheamus. Kobe Kingston against Rich Holland, Kobe Kingston against Sheamus, and then a couple tag matches. But Butch was involved outside the ring during most of them. I don't think we've seen Kobe Kingston against Butch yet, have we? No. Okay, maybe that'll be coming down the Not in an official match. I mean, there was, you know, an after-the-match beatdown, and then the following week is when Xavier Woods came back. Yeah. I think, that'll, I think that's going to be... Uh looming in the horizon pretty soon. But uh, I'd also like to make mention that I talked to Greg earlier that um, Top Rope Report is going to be covering some indie wrestling. Yep. Uh, going to be called Inside Indies. I'm going to be, we'll be starting that up on Sunday because it's going to take me some time to get some notes. And oh, I thought you were starting tonight. 
No, good. Okay. We're going to start it on Sunday because I want to get, uh, get news from Northeast. I want to get news from PAPW. Uh, I want to get news from Test the Strengths. All the, all the indie promotions because right now, indie wrestling in New England is hot right now. And um, so we're going to be doing a new segment called Inside Indies, Inside the Indies. Um, somewhere along the line, we're going to be bringing on some indie wrestlers for interviews. We'll be doing the interviews like we did the interview with Matt DeCourt, um, because we really can't bring anybody else on Facebook Live. And, uh, so... Well, that's right. We're not on Facebook Live right now, so you're not going to be disappointing any viewers, because they won't know about it, because right now, due to technical issues, we're not on Facebook Live. Right. So... So definitely look forward to that. Uh, that now, what new what segment. what's the segment called? Inside the Indies. Okay, where'd you come up with that name? Just out of curiosity. I just came up with it. Oh. You know, instead of uh, you know, let's go inside the indie scene. Let's. Okay, like no, no, I'm just curious. I know maybe yep. you heard something similar somewhere else, and that kind of gave you the idea of doing it, or. No, I just added the word the. I originally had Inside Indies, but then I just said, well, we'll do Inside the Indies. Okay. And, uh, should I, yeah, should I like, call it, should I then call it The Nuggies News? You call it whatever <laughs> you want. It's your segment. And, uh, so I just think that, uh, you know, like I said, the, uh, the indie scene is, is hot right now. And I did get some information last week that Richard Holiday is in big time wrestling now. And he wrestled for the BTW Heavyweight Championship this past weekend and lost by submission. Richard Holiday submitting. That's almost unheard of. Well, it all, it, it all depends on who he's wrestling against. Yeah, that's true. I think I, I mean, I... When I was living in Pennsylvania, I followed BTW because I was pretty big out there. Yeah. And uh, they, the champion they had there was champion for a zillion years. But this guy that they had, I never heard of. So, well, if you just want to briefly touch on independent scenes, hold on one second. Come on. Um... I was going through Instagram today, and, and one of my one of the people I follow, who also follows me, is uh, PWZ, which is our good friend Rick Del Santo. Um, he had an advertisement for a wrestling promotion called Empire Power Wrestling, and they're actually doing a show in June at the PAPW training facility at six six two Co Avenue. I don't know if you know anything about it. Is it a new independent wrestling promotion? Is it somebody from like out of town that's going to be in town? I didn't know if you know anything about it. I was just kind of curious. Yeah. Empire Pro Wrestling is started by the House of Pain. Oh, okay. Out of New York. And they're the ones that are going to be bringing the, the talent to PAPW. Okay. So... But it's going to be uh, definitely looking forward to, you know, giving you people all the uh, insider scoops on um, 
some indie wrestling, some indie shows that are going to be coming up. And, you know, see what everybody has to say about, you know, the hottest thing, I believe, in New England right now is indie wrestling. And, because um, they had a tag team match in Danbury this past weekend. The Hardy Boys were on the show, and they were saying that the fans went ballistic. And it's, Who did they wrestle, do you know? Yeah, Enzo and Kaz XL. Oh, okay. And, uh, but, you know, they said both, uh, a friend of mine went to the show, and he said that both both teams got good pops. Yeah, well, I would imagine, I mean, you're, it, uh, was it at the Danbury PAL? Yeah. So, I mean, they, they can fit, you know, quite a few people in there. Um, but it's it's not as expensive of having to go to, you know, Bridgeport, Hartford, um, Mohegan Sun to see an actual live event. So to be able to see, you know, former and current um, AEW and former current or former WWE stars, you know, in Enzo and, you know, X two XL whatever the hell his name is, um, and then the Hardys. I'd be able to see that for twenty bucks. I mean, yeah, I could definitely understand why they would be able to pack him in. That's for sure. Um, and keeping with the indie scene for a second, I'd like to get your opinion on what do you think of this match for PAPW coming up this weekend? The Fatal Four Way for the PAPW Championship, Matias. Versus Chris Battle, versus Bloodsaw, versus Lucas Shades. I think you've got four of the top stars in PAPW battling for the title. Don't tell Flash that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I agree. That's a little debatable, but I mean, yeah, I definitely think those are four of the top talent that PAPW has. Um and this would be the perfect opportunity. Because um, sometimes you, you get to a point as to where somebody is too good and too light as a champion to take the belt off in a clean loss. So this is the perfect opportunity for Chris Battle to pin Bloodsaw to become the champion without Matias losing. Um, right. So, I mean, and the fact that it's a fatal four-way, which typically is no disqualification, and I'm going to assume that the rest of the Battle Academy will be there and possibly ringside that could interject themselves. So, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Chris Battle walks out of that match as the champion. Okay. I... I definitely ninety percent, ninety to ninety-five percent, see that happening. And that—that—that's that—that's their Point Blank show, correct? Right. That's this weekend. Yep. And uh, I definitely can see that happening. If I had to pick one to win, I think my money would be on Lucas Chase. Well, I'm just—I'm just going with the opportunity of outside interference. So it's really, yeah, it's a fatal four-way, but it's a one-on-one-on-one-on-four. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, but we'll definitely uh, keep you guys posted as to uh, 
as to what happens with that uh, with that fatal four-way coming up this weekend at PAPW's Point Blank. Um, with that being said, anything else, Greg? Nothing I mean, else that I can think of. Like I mean, I do, I do want to apologize for those listeners that may listen on um, Spotify. I, I, I lost my other cell phone, um, or my, my cell phone, um, so my ability to record the music onto the phone that I record the show with can't happen when the phone that I used to record is the one that has the music and you won't hear it. So I want to apologize and, you know, sorry for, you know, my musical interludes and exits um, are expected, but that won't be here this week. Alrighty. Uh, hopefully it'll be back up and running next week. And, uh, well, it should be by Wednesday or Thursday. Maybe we'll do the show on Thursday. Um, yeah. It should be. I mean, I should have that all set. Yep. So, all right. So, Monday Night Raw tonight at 8 o'clock. We have WrestleMania Backlash two weeks away from the Dunkin' Donut Center in Providence, Rhode Island. Which is a uh, 14,000 14,000 seat, 15,000 seat. And then the night after, the Monday Night Raw is here in Hartford, Connecticut on the 9th of May. Yeah, that's right. Yep, Hartford, Connecticut, the 9th of May. Yep, Monday Night Raw. Um, uh, Speaking of Monday Night Raw coming to arenas, DJ was telling me that the Monday Night Raw that's coming to where he lives in North Carolina in June, they're charging $55 a ticket. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're expensive. Tickets are not cheap. That's that's why I said when you get a chance to go to an independent show that has you know talent from these large organizations that you know whether they're current or former, you know take advantage to go. Right, because you're not going to see the Hardy Boys for twenty bucks. No, you're not going to see Enzo and Big Cass for twenty bucks. You're not going to well, see. Well, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't go see I wouldn't go see Enzo and Big Ass for you know twenty bucks no matter where they were. <laughs> I didn't realize that this past weekend they had a event in Hartford with um, they had some wrestlers there, and I had known I would have loved to have gone because I've always uh, one guy. I mean, I've met a lot of wrestlers over the years in my. 30-some-odd years I've been doing, I've been in following wrestling. One guy I've never met face-to-face to have a little chat with was Jake the Snake Robert. And Jake was there this past weekend in Hartford. And I didn't realize it until they posted the pictures of some event. It was kind of like the big event. Kind of like it, but it wasn't the big event. And they had some, they had some pretty big names there. So, glad that went off without a hitch, but you know, it's, I've always been a Jake Roberts fan, and you know, I'm glad that he's doing well. And hopefully, one of these days, I'll get a chance to meet him. So, all right. So, with that being said, this brings a close. This brings a a closure to the Top Rope Report show for tonight. So, on behalf of the Nugster Greg, this is the illustrious Mister Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying, "Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you all on Wednesday." Thursday, excuse me, Thursday.